All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders, and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Matthew Pergossin, who is the creator, one of the founders of Battlecard. Matthew, welcome to the show. How's it going? Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I want to mention uh, up front to everyone listening, this is two Matthews with, uh, well, I go by Matt, but my original name is Matthew. We both have one T in our names. This is like the only occurrence many of you will ever experience with two Matthews on a podcast with one T. So I think that's pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the names. We're here to talk about Battlecard. So for people that don't know, what are you working on? What is Battlecard? Awesome. Yeah. So Battlecard is a platform to make it really easy for you to document and organize your playbook. And we are focused on helping teams have one place to collaborate on their playbook and make sure the entire sales team has consistent messaging. Okay, so a couple questions. Um, can you talk about, um, I guess overall, if I, you know, I'm a sales manager or lead growth, in what ways would I use Battlecard? Um, can you kind of go through the UX of like how a team uses it and, uh, um, and some of the, the user flows? Yeah, absolutely. So typically playbooks these days tend to be a bunch of Google Docs. Um, these tend to be pretty long and sprawling documents, oftentimes 12 to 15 pages long. Um, this is not a scalable strategy. It is something that often leads to the playbook not being accessed by the entire sales team. What's nice about Battlecard is you could document your objections in one place, your competitors, your case studies, your user profiles, your discovery questions, and everything is nice and tagged and structured. So Battlecard is a solution that makes searching your playbook quite easy, using your playbook during a live call quite easy, and we're pretty excited with the additional functionality we'll be building in the next few months. And right now, is it mainly focused primarily on sales teams, or is it like all, all functions of a company? We mostly focus on sales teams, but that being said, we have had some customer success teams use the product as well. Okay, so let's say like I'm a new um, I'm a new uh, salesperson at a company. Um, is this like what's an example of like what, would, when I'm on sales calls, would I reference different battle cards or the battle cards for training in the beginning? Um, can you like and and also um, I know that like going into the idea of like battle card, I'd love to hear why the name and how you use that angle on the actual on the actual game that you or not the game the uh, the training that you create. Yeah, that's funny. We get asked if we're a gaming company quite a bit. Um, so I'll back up a bit um, to answer your first question. Yes, so battle cards are often used live during the call. And we have some pretty exciting ways to make them even more interactive on the call soon, but I can't disclose those just yet. And we also see battle cards often be used as a tool often before the call to just take notes and just understand um, your playbook process. And we also see it quite often used as an onboarding tool when a new sales rep joins the company. It's really nice to have a playbook in a nice, organized, and reasonable place. Um, so Battlecard kind of serves as that purpose. Um, when it comes to the name, it's funny. So we used to be called Persegon, and the name was from the, the first company, which is a math education company. It was short for Purse Polygon. 
And it's crazy how many times I was asked the question, is the last, is the name related to my last name? Because there's a lot of um, similar spelling between the two. Um, but we were trying to rebrand throughout Y Combinator for quite a while. And we had gone through a lot of names. I was really pro a startup-y name. Um, there was this like five letter domain I was pushing for. My co-founder really wanted something that was more explicit. Um, he was even willing to go for like a really, really long name as long as it, you know, used actual English words. And it's funny because we were talking about making battle cards part of the platform. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like, oh, battle card, that could be a cool name. And I was like, hey, let's not, let's, let's not get distracted again. And then it was like, no, oh, let's just look it up. And it, it turned out that the domain was available for a pretty modest sum. And we took a few weeks to decide on it. Um, and it, we almost lost it, actually. It went on auction all of a sudden because I think they noticed we were opening the page. But we managed to grab the domain. It's a common term used in sales. We Valkyrs are a component of the platform. And we're really big about this like, action-y, almost medieval team, theme to our branding. So it just ended up being like the perfect name for the company. Yeah, I was gonna ask how you got the domain. It is a great domain. Like, like, oh my gosh, I, it, it, I mean that itself. You know, the difference between like a, that domain and an okay domain, not a bad domain, but just like an average domain, is probably tenfold. That's the power of something so good like that. Yeah, and it's great because we're good SEO. So like, when we're still getting to the first page of Google, so you know, if you want to help us out, just Google Valcard and click on a link. But we are, um, what's really nice is that people search Valcourts quite a bit. So you get a lot of organic traffic um, through that. And then on top of that, I'm, I, I'm a big dot com diehard. When people see we got Valcourt.com on Twitter, it just leads to a lot of inbound traffic. So yeah, I'm very glad we got the domain. So for people that don't know, and I don't, I, I my current role is like growth, not necessarily like, you know, tra traditional B2B sales. What is a battle card? Like like before this company was, was created, you mentioned this was already a term in the industry. Can you tell us like what a battle card is? Yeah, a battle card um, traditionally is defined as kind of like a flashcard of how do you beat your competitors. Um, so there'll be a full, few bullet points of how do you win, sometimes how do you lose. What are the key logos of your competitors? Um, what are some case studies that might beat your competitors? That's the way battle cards were structured. And there's a few companies that are focused more on competitive intelligence. They call it CI. I mean, that's more of how can we take all these different data inputs in the world and help you have a data stream of the ways your competitors might be competitive with your platform. And we aren't really involved with that space. We actually prefer those tools be used alongside a tool like Battlecard. So our um, focus on Battlecard is strictly in the um, documentation side um, documentation and there's add-ons when it comes to training and stuff like that as well. Yeah, that makes sense. It's um, I can't get over the, uh, just the name and like the, can you talk a little bit about the, like the, the branding, like how you infuse some of like the, you, you meant, did you mention medieval or yeah, I'd love to hear just like how you think about the branding and how you infuse the name within, you know, the whole, the whole stack. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It kind of came about slowly. Um, I've always been a design person. Um, I've been a pretty big proponent also of Font Awesome, um, which is one of the many like icon libraries. And we ended up, we, we have a Font Awesome Pro subscription, and we ended up choosing the more medieval icons for a lot of things on the website. And slowly, I was like, okay, maybe maybe we should just keep, keep on with these uh, medieval icons. Like, it's kind of a cool theme. It's like very different. Um, and slowly, it's kind of taken over the brand. We actually created this like over the top hype video um, for a YC demo day that we actually ended up not going along with. This was a bit too over the top, but it involved all these medieval icons just flashing on the screen. It was like, we, we have some pretty creative things we have in mind with the brand for the long term. That's, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, 
so if I was a, something I'm because I'm not traditionally in a, like B2B sales, I, I want I have a few more questions on just like the user experience when they're when they're on this. So if I like was on the phone with a potential customer, I was trying to sell them on my product. Let's say it's my old company, Publop. I'm trying to sell them on content marketing services and they give me like an objection. Is this when I would pull up a battle card and then reference a battle card? Or is the battle card like all pre-call to like sharpen the ax so then once you go on the call, you're what you're able to perform? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. So um, yes, um, we do have customers who use it exactly like that. You hear an objection, you pull up the battle card, um, and you have the common responses to that objection. There are different parts of battle card though that are more helpful from like a purely collaborative or pre-call prep side. Like, we have different user profiles where you could kind of pr uh, practice a pitch for a specific type of customer. Um, we have the ability for you to kind of explore the discovery process and get a sense of whether the right questions to ask and in which order. Some of these things tend to be used before the call or after the call, um, while others tend to be used live during the call as well. And we've seen customers leverage uh, in quite creative ways. And are you like, are you growing? I feel like something like this, because you went down the medieval route or like that branding over time and because your name is so good, like it's just such a good name. Are you getting much like viral growth, like viral growth or like social media virality at all? Or have you, have you explored that channel? Cause I do feel like you could, you could capture some of that, that, that value. Yeah. I mean, we have gotten a lot of inbound traffic from Twitter. Um, a lot of it comes down to, yeah, like the, the tweet is quite eye grabbing, like it's such a unique name and like, you know, a feel to the company. But that being said, I would say a majority of our traffic is not the brand, it's the fact that we're solving a pretty big problem for businesses. Like um, a lot of business, every business has a playbook, right? Any business that sells is a playbook and playbooks tend to be disorganized and playbooks tend to kind of get in the way of making salespeople successful, which is ironic. Um, so we are solving that problem by making playbooks actually useful for our companies. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Do you plan on um, ever expanding to like make playbooks for different parts of a company, like support playbook or you know marketing playbook, or are you vert vertical sales to start? Um, yeah, at least for the near future. Yeah, so there's a lot of different directions a company can maybe go into, but our main focus right now is um, building playbooks for conversational parts of the business. And most of this is um, sales teams who jump in the phone quite a bit with customers. And it also extends to like customer success teams and customer service teams that work in close conjunction um, with the sales team. Um, and that's what we're focused on. This conversational documentation is difficult. Um, we make conversational documentation a lot easier with Alucard. Yeah, that makes, makes total sense. What do you think? I guess one last question on the user experience. For people that are listening that, that aren't, that aren't, I guess on their um, on their computers um, right now, like they're driving or something like that. Um, can you kind of like walk through what it's like, uh, not as someone getting trained or using the ballot cards, but as a manager? Um, let's say you just became a new manager, like you were a star salesperson in an early startup. You're now the first manager of, of salespeople. How how do managers use this and create battle cards? Can you walk through um a, you know how they can do that and how, so they can visualize it if they're in that position? Yeah, so every single thing in battle card has a card. So there's a card for an objection. There's a card for a competitor. There's a card for a different customer profile. Um, there's a card for a discovery question. And with each of these cards, you write what the objection is, what the question is. Um, you go write a good and a bad. So arguments how to win, arguments how to lose. 
Um, you can maybe document how, when you want to ask this question, but not to ask this question. That's the style of the top of the card. And then for each individual card, you could tag along these sub cards that kind of live underneath it. Um, and some of these include like a deal you might want to offer. Maybe somebody pushes back on price, you want to offer them 50% off. Um, it could be a script of exactly how to respond to something with the exact phrasing you want to add. There's a special module for that. Um, maybe it's a warning. Maybe if somebody brings up a competitor, it means that they likely have interests that are outside the realm of your company. You could warn your salespeople through that. Um, so the whole philosophy of Alcard is that we as humans often make messes. Like we, are, we easily make mess in software. And what we want to do is we build a solution that's specifically designed around how playbooks work. And it's easy for people to create nice and visual and descriptive and searchable battle cards on battlecard.com just because we have pre-filled a lot of the structure for you. We've done the homework for you. All you need to do is populate it with your um, playbook. And look, looking forward, you know, if you, I don't know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, what would you say is the 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 big vision for for what you're working on? Um, you know, at the biggest size it would ever get after you raise as much VC as you want. You know, and you're you're you know as big as you want to be. What does this look like? And what 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 are you what are you doing? Well, in general, we believe that um, the sales playbook is probably one of the biggest problems for any sales team. Um, and in general, we think that you know documentation is like a very important part of any team's um, aspect. Um, so, in general, where we see Valkyrie growing is we want to make sure we ace the documentation layer. And then we also build on top of the documentation things that bring the documentation to life and color in the organization. Um, and this might be in the form of assistance or training or just onboarding. There's a lot of different things that we can do on top of Valcourt to make it a very inclusive solution to a lot of different aspects of the business. Um, but right now, I would say we are trying to stay focused and head down on the product. And that is making sure we have the best possible documentation for your playbooks. And are you, are you open to sharing any future ideas or vision or even just like things that aren't even in the works, but ideas you have on what you could do with the brand? <laughs> like, in like in like 10 years, uh, could you just like, even like forget about strategy. Like what is the craziest thing you think you could be doing with, in the, with the brand in 10 years if you had all the money in the world? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, I guess, so it's funny because I actually um, had rented a castle uh, about a year ago. Um, and as, as ridiculous as that sounds, like that sounds like some Kanye stuff, right? Um, but the way I did it was I like found the right group of friends that were willing to fly to Scotland on this specific date and split it 24 ways. And it's really cheap, actually, when you do the math. It's like shockingly, like way less than you would expect it to be. Um, but they have a good relationship with the owner of the castle. So you know, the probably the most ridiculous thing we ever could do is if we open an office in the castle one day. That's like probably the most medieval it could possibly could get. Do I anticipate we do that? No, I think that'd be a ridiculous waste of money. Um, and I think we've been pretty good about how we burn our cash. But uh, if if us trying to be as extra as possible and as medieval as possible, that probably would be it. I don't know why I thought this, but when when you said that, I immediately thought of the movie the wolf on wall street and just like all the <laughs> like just the, i don't know it's I mean, obviously not to that level of course but i just yeah. imagine like this company you know and not not your company but some company that has just like this dope brand that isn't really good with their money there is like let's do it all on hype and brand and stuff like that that's that's both the wall street stuff right there i think the castle's a great idea well if any of my investors are listening to this podcast i am promising them right now i'm not going to burn the money and renting a castle <laughs> I yeah for sure um ha, do you ever 
Um, I'm asking this because this has been top of mind for me. And this is my last question before we go to the, 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 the final last question. Um, do you ever plan on um, like making this physical, like a, like physical, like a, almost like a trading card game, physical cards? Is that like an angle uh-huh. you, you see yourself taking or is that just not defeat the purpose of, of the whole software? I mean, probably not, right? Because it's 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 nice to make sure that this is searchable and everything on Battlecrate is easy to access, like at all points. That's like where we want to go. Um, that being said, I mean, we get the question quite a bit: Can you print your battle cards? And this is for um, people who actually are in the field and like door to door selling. I mean, just because in that case, like having the battle cards open on the computer or even phone might be a little bit difficult. Um, so in that case, that's as physical as it's going to get. I don't imagine us studying a trading card thing. That could be maybe a cute like business card, I guess, down the line, but uh, nothing past that. In the last, I don't know, five episodes of the podcast I've recorded, um, I have dropped questions about like trading card games just because like I have this like really stupid startup idea involving trading cards. And now I'm just like, I always drop it subconsciously because it's just like, <laughs> on my mind. Um, cool. Well, my last question for you is i mean you have a, a an awesome company solving a a big need you know in a in a cool way you know you have a cool brand i think brand brand matters i'm 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 kind of a big fan of good brands so how can the community of forward thinking founders help you out to make, push your vision forward to help you out you got all these people listening some of them are sales managers some might be fan founders um what's an ask that you have for the community uh, that that we can do to help yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, the biggest thing that um, you could do for us actually is to check us out our website and just give us any feedback. Um, we we are taking on a pretty ambitious challenge, which is that we're trying to build a solution that's very opinionated and structured so that people um, can't make a mess on Balakur. They are, they will stay organized on Balakur by the design of Balakur. But it comes with a caveat. And the caveat is that we need to make sure that the decisions we make about how to structure your playbooks doesn't make it not a flexible platform for doing what you need to do, right? There's a fine line to walk between opinionation and flexibility. I mean, I think the way that Battlecard will continue to be improved over time is by getting diverse sets of feedback from all different types of people, from all different types of companies, to make sure that the way we're crafting Battlecard in no way inhibits any customer from getting the most they could get out of the platform. Um, so that's actually the biggest um, thing that we could get, is any type of feedback you get from like the visuals you might see online on Twitter or on a website, um, and we'll always game for a feedback call anytime. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love what you're building. I might be a user one day when it, when it makes sense when I'm in a sales org. And, you know, just keep it up. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So best of luck to you moving forward. All right. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the itunes store that would be awesome i'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders and the only way to do that or one of the ways to do that is growing with rankings so if you like what you're listening to please just go onto the itunes store give it five stars or four you know or three i'm not going to tell you what to give but just tell whatever i deserve 
you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.